powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. Wow, what an exciting game. Uh, second half of a back-to-back against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, my name is Brady. I will be your host here tonight. Uh, the Jets win 7-5. to five. Good grief. Can we ask for any more goals? I don't think we can. Uh, just an insane game all around. Uh, so many goals back and forth. We're going to break it all down. We're going to talk about it, you know, see what kind of... Uh, look look a little bit further than the goals and see what kind of led to them. What led to the Jets' sec- success tonight? What can they do in the future to keep this going? We'll talk all about it here on Game Over Winnipeg. But first, want to bet? Then get in on the then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live, and player on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn or in Ontario. Uh, download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of the screen right here. And uh, 19 plus, please play responsibly. If you have any uh, issues with that, please consult the uh, information in the description of the stream here or in or on the audio. Please do. Um, that's what's most important first and foremost. Uh, okay. Uh, obviously, the coming into this game... I, uh, I'll be honest, I was kind of dreading this game all day, doing uh, doing this one alone. It's always great to have a guest on uh, when the games don't go well because it's easier to try and get a little bit of a format in rather than just rambling off every single little thing that didn't go well. And uh, so I'm, I'm very thankful for Kishore who joined me last night, uh, you know, when the Jets and Oilers were back in Edmonton. Uh, tonight, both of them on the second half of a back-to-back, of course, roll into the Canada Life Center uh to to duke it out for the season series and uh it looks like the jets have have taken control of the season series this was the last game between the jets and oilers so you know that's always fun a little bit of bragging rights uh but wow what what a game uh we're gonna get into it all uh but first there were some lineup changes here today uh most notably uh, Vlad Domestikov, uh, the the one the lone trade deadline day piece that the Jets added, uh, joins the lineup here, and he ends up getting put on a line with uh, Adam Lowry and Morgan Barron. This is kind of where I would see him uh, once the lineup is you know all back to health. Uh, he it seems like they added him to the team to add some sort of defense, uh, you know, an extra defensive player that can play third line minutes. Um, you know, help Adam Lowry and Morgan Barron shut down the game. Uh, we'll talk about his game today because he may—he certainly made an impression here tonight. Uh, I, I will definitely say that. Um, again, I, I just want to go back to uh, <laughs> Mining Kishore's criticism of the trade deadline. Uh, we, we just wanted more, and we thought that the big issue was scoring. Uh, of course, tonight here, the scoring was not an issue. So, you know, if the Jets can, can get back to being... You know, a team that has top-end scores that actually are able to put the puck in the net. Um, you know, I, I I really actually I I really do like the ad of Vlad Nemestikov, like genuinely. And same same with Nino. Uh, Nino's been one, my favorite player since he's joined the team. He's one of the few guys who seems like he'll battle and, and fight for pucks and provide support to his teammates. So uh, so yeah, I again those moves. Mostly the big frustration is just the philosophy behind it. Would have liked a bigger swing, but uh, you know Chevy says he has confidence in this group. Um, if the top end can get back to scoring, then you know the bottom end is looking a lot better. That's for sure. 
Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, obviously Vlad Nemesikov joins the lineup here tonight. Uh, Carson Kuhlman comes out, um, as well as Logan Stanley gets swapped out for uh, Dylan Sandberg, which... You know, on a back-to-back, I'm I'm not surprised, especially considering Sandberg tends to be the one that Rick Bonus trusts a lot more of the two of them. And you know, with with yesterday's uh, apologies for my language, but yesterday's clusterfuck of penalties, uh, yeah, I I agree with you, Rick. I I certainly would have uh, removed <laughs> Logan Stanley, one of the guys who just takes dumb penalties all the time, uh, from the lineup uh, to hopefully maybe calm things down for the Jets. Uh, as well as, uh, you know, Sandberg is just the better defenseman of the two. Like, let's just be honest here. Uh, I don't think that I'm, I have to argue with anyone about that. Um, but then we get to see Nate Schmidt is scratched. That's a bit odd. This is the first time today, the first time we get Rick Bonus uh, applying a bit more accountability to some of the veterans on the team. Who knows? Maybe something's ailing him. Maybe he's a little bit bruised up it could be that you know we'll find out later i'm sure uh someone will ask and just to clarify if that was just a healthy scratch for accountability's sake uh or if that was just uh or you know maybe just a maintenance day for him um but it was just very odd to see him pulled out because honestly looking at yesterday's game yesterday's game i i don't remember anything you know specific to nate schmidt the only thing i do remember is there was one uh i think the jets were on a power play or something something where they had the puck in the opponent's zone Someone made a pass back to him. He had no pressure on him, and he just fumbled the puck. That's literally the only thing I can think of. Um, you know, shout out. You know, say something in chat here if you think that there was something else that I may be missing. Um, but regardless, very interesting to see him pulled out for Kyle Capobianco. Um, so yeah, so you know, honestly, I think for this game, it it's it just when when games have a lot of goals, it's almost just better to uh, to roll through the entire game. And just kind of make points and comments here and there about how you know how we're feeling throughout the game. Um, so game starts off, you know, yeah, Lowry's line always starts. It is what it is. Um, oh, sorry. Before I even get there, I forgot to mention the other lineup change. Uh, Connor Shafley Wheeler dismantled uh, again. A, a great choice by Rick Bonus. Uh, he ends up swapping uh, Blake Wheeler and Nino Niederreiter. So then you have uh, Connor Shafley. Not Wheeler, Connor Shifley, Nino, uh, Ehlers, Stenland, hmm. Stenland, uh, Wheeler, and then like I said, that third line of Baron, Lowry, and Nemesnikov, uh, and then the fourth line of um, what's the name? Sakumanalainen, David Gustafin, and uh, Axel Janssen Fialbi. So. Interesting change there. I, I really like the change of putting Nino up on that top line. Personally, I would have loved to see Ehlers go there as well, too. But uh, I digress. It is what it is. I think that that's probably what would work when the Jets are at full strength. You know, Dubois is back in the lineup. That way you can get Dubois and Connor back together. Uh, and then you can have Nino with with Shifley, and they seem to work really well together. And same thing with uh, Ehlers, I'm sure, would add another offensive punch to that top line. Um but then again, the other thing is Adam Lowry and Kevin Stenland switched, which, you know, coming into this game, we'll talk about Lowry's goal, finally getting the monkey off the back. Um, the I, I really like this move. I've been, you know, screaming since the start of the season. Or it's not since the start of the season. Since uh, Kevin Stenland kind of emerged as a, a really useful piece on this team, um, I've been kind of yelling and hoping for, uh, a bit more uh, usage for him, you know, especially with all the injuries the Jets have faced. 
I don't necessarily think he should be 2C, but, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do uh, in this game here. And I actually really like the, you know, the, the decision to put Lowry back with back on that third line, especially considering the fact that he's had trouble scoring. It doesn't really make sense to have him playing with, again, another big guy in Blake Wheeler who's a bit slower. Uh, and then having a guy like Nick Ehlers not really have anyone to play kind of at his level. Uh, so I actually really liked this change. Uh, unfortunately, that line didn't get a ton of uh, ice time, but Blake Wheeler, you know, getting only 10 minutes of ice time is fine by me, or 11 minutes of ice time, fine by me. I think that that's probably a good sweet spot for him. Um, but yeah, let's just dive into the game. Uh, game starts off, uh, <laughs> and we all get a shock, a scare to our system early on. Blake Wheeler, line two has a good cycle going on. Uh, puck goes to Blake Wheeler. He ends up making a really poor turnover uh, on the back check, ends up hooking uh, whoever it was. And 90 seconds in, the Jets are on the penalty kill. Where have we seen this before? Uh, <laughs> I certainly uh, immediately started feeling very cynical, very, oh my God, is it going to do, are we doing this again? Are you seriously doing this again? And, uh, <laughs> You know, 13 seconds into the power play, Leon Dreisaitl scores a, a nice little rebound off of a Bouchard's uh, shot. Uh, again, 13 seconds into the power play, and the Jets are down one nothing. Less than two minutes in. Oh, boy, where's this game going to go? Um, you know, it, continuing on, Ehlers ends up drawing a, uh, a trip from uh, Matthias Janmark, uh, Power play one goes on for their minute. They get a couple good chances. Uh, nothing goes in. Uh, PP do comes on. They also have a pretty all right, um, you know, a pretty all right go at it. Uh, and the PP two was actually pretty interesting today. You've got Nikolai Ehlers playing uh, with, uh, you know, Neil Pionk, which is pretty standard. Uh, Kevin Stenland along with Adam Lowry, which is there. And then, uh, you know, Nate Schmidt's usually on that power play. So who fills in? Kyle Capobianco, uh, not the standard offensive defenseman that uh, you would assume, but you know I'm sure I, I just don't get why you wouldn't maybe put like a like a Nemestikov there, give him a chance. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there are other options you can go with there, but clearly I'm wrong because again we'll talk about uh, <laughs> Capobianco uh, and his offensive abilities uh, very shortly here. But um, my one thought while looking at this here was why. You know, in a game where the Jets have such a depleted lineup, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois is hurt, uh, 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 Cole Perfetti's hurt, Mason Appleton's hurt, I'm really surprised that they decided to still go with the two-power play system that they've been running. Um, personally, I think that it would be best to try and load up on the top unit, uh, which would include Ehlers there. And I think that they, you know, despite the, you know, back and forth between him and Shifley about, you know, positioning this and that, um... I still think they can figure something out and make it work. They when they played together on that power play, they were rotating. Uh, so I think there is options there, but uh, who knows? Maybe Rick Bonus views putting uh, Blake Wheeler on that top unit as loading up on that unit. Um, but regardless, uh, play goes on. I'm not the coach for a reason. Blah blah, blah whatever. Uh, Casey gets a good slot chance uh, off of a nice little uh, battle that. Uh, 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 Mark Shifley and Nino Niederreiter had down low. Uh, so again, just fantastic to see the Jets battling. One of the biggest things that I was looking for here was to see the Jets, first of all, tighten up um, to, you know, uh, actually, you know, I wrote a, I, I meant to bring this up before, but I wrote a, a like keys for success. What I, what the Jets need to do. I wrote this out before the game. 
Um, and those keys for success are one less penalties, so we're already not doing great on the start. Uh, <laughs> shoot the puck, which actually uh, did really well tonight. Uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about that again. Tighten up. There were far too many turnovers last night. Far too many, you know, errant passes. Far too many. Just not. They were just a little loose in the sense of they just didn't. It, it felt like the Jets didn't really care, other than maybe the frustration near the end. Um, and then we needed a 60 minute performance. That was the biggest, by far the biggest thing, uh, especially when you're playing a team like the Oilers. They're so good at coming back. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl absolutely murdered us tonight. Um, so yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll continue on. Uh, but then we get our, 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 you know, our first Jets goal of the game. Um, Mark Shifley ends up tipping a shot from Dylan DeMello, which was passed to him by Nino Niederreiter. A nice little play by Nino on the wall. Uh, you know, the 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 broadcast made a, a good was good at making sure that everyone knew that Dylan DeMello called for that pass. Um, I didn't really notice it, but it's he he very clearly made uh made it known that he was open. Nino hears the call, passes it over to him, he rips a shot, and uh Mark Shifley gets a beautiful tip in front. Uh, well done. This is fantastic. This first line in this first period was absolutely cooked. Um, they were, they were just, what was so, so, so nice to see. Um, and, and I purely, uh, say that this is due to Nino. Nino has just been a revelation for this team. I, I, I have loved him so much because he goddamn works. He works for the puck. If he doesn't have the puck, He's not like always, you know, if, if he's in the open space for, you know, a potential scoring chance, he will, you know, he'll obviously get open for that. But my favorite thing, my favorite thing is that if there's a player nearby who's getting pressured, he's not waiting out in the open slot for a pass that's not going to come to him because the guy's got two, you know, defenders on him. He's getting up right and close. He's giving great support to uh, his teammates giving them options and allowing for the Jets to, one, find space, to uh, actually get some zone time. Like, the, the, that was the biggest frustration for me. One of the biggest frustrations, I'm not going to say the biggest, but one of the biggest frustrations from uh, yesterday's game was just the Jets couldn't get anything going. Um, it was almost like a a bit of a repeat going back to the Jets series in the, in the Canadian division uh, against the Habs, where every single time the Habs would press on them, uh, the Jets would finally get the puck. They'd just chip it out and not really get anything going offensively. Um, so tonight, absolutely fantastic. Again, a good big credit to Rick Bonus for making that change and seeing that Blake Wheeler wasn't working on that line. It just felt like they were always out of sync, whereas now it felt like with Nino there, there was always support. There was always an extra man to find the puck. Uh, and if the puck was, wasn't necessarily in the Jets' possession, he was battling, battling, battling to make sure that uh, the Jets could get the puck back, make a nice little pass to Dylan DeMello, shot on, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I've only talked about two goals here, so I'm going to have to speed, you know, get through it. We're still in the first period. Um, but then, you know, the... Uh, <sighs> The Oilers, uh, or no, sorry, no, the Jets score a second goal. My bad, I misread my notes here. The Oilers are trying to clear the puck, uh, and and Neil Pionk does this weird little ch uh, chop. Uh, it, it's just kind of, I, I wouldn't say that he was actually trying to necessarily get it 
over to Josh Morrissey. It didn't seem like one of those things where he was actually necessarily trying to make an, a play in in you know in regards to push the offense, but rather just try and get it off of the def- the Oilers defense or the Oilers forwards uh, stick. Uh, but regardless, he smacks the puck away from an Oiler who's about to break out with the puck. It goes over to the other side of the blue line. Josh freaking Morrissey, give this man the captaincy already. Uh, rips the shot on. It looks like it might go off Nino. It turns out it ends up going in off of the Edmonton Oiler player. And Josh Morrissey is back on the scoreboard. Um, I said this back again in the um, in the LA Kings game. Uh, again, a, a very similar game to this one where it was uh, a big high-scoring game back and forth. Um, when Josh Morrissey isn't on, it, it's very obvious for the Jets. It just feels like they're lacking such a critical weapon um on their defense or just in general um when he is on like you can just tell it's infectious to the team it feels like there's so much more dynamic so much more movement uh so many more opportunities being created and uh just absolutely fantastic so happy to see him score here tonight he deserved it uh great shot he was playing great tonight fantastic um and then uh, you know the next little note i have here just to finish off the uh the first period uh nemestikov is uh is battling this guy wins a nice little puck battle in the corner ends up driving the net and shooting again it's not a big play but it's just something that is so nice to see um and you know already just from this game here today i'm going to talk about him more uh he is such an upgrade to that third line um the 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 rotating cast that we've seen uh on the third line for the jets this year has been pretty frustrating like how many times have we seen oh saku Manalainen's up there oh he's not working okay well let's try carson coolman oh he's not working uh let's give ajf a chance oh he's doing okay i uh, know nah not great uh that the, that line has kind of really missed um you know a third guy who really fits that third line mold um again i gotta give credit i gotta give credit i think that he was a good pickup i just again, to be to be very clear we just wanted more I just wanted more. And listen, it is what it is. Chevy wants this team to figure it out. They got a lot of time to figure it out. There's, uh, you know, as we approach the end of the season, there's still a good month or so uh, before the Stanley Cup playoffs come around. And by then, the Jets will need to be in much better form. I don't know why I'm getting ahead of myself. I still have two more periods to digest. Uh, but again, first period, and and this, I, I don't know how... Uh, how long it's been since I've been able to say this, the Winnipeg Jets outshoot their opponent. They outshoot them uh, 13 to 10. Again, just a great, uh, a, a much better period by the Jets. Rough start with the penalty and the goal against, but I think that the Jets did well to rally around that, continue playing hard. Uh, whereas, you know, yesterday, it felt like as soon as that goal went in, it was over. Like it felt, it felt like the game was pretty much done by that point. Um, the Jets felt so deflated, whereas tonight it was more of a, come on guys, let's, let's get on our horses. Let's put some work in and get this done. Um, so again, a lot less turnovers. Jets are shooting. They're winning puck battles. Oh my God. This is a completely different team. Whew. Anyways, that was the first period. Uh, I'll take a look into chat, see if anyone's saying anything. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. 
Doug B, there was some forechecking for me. That was nice. I, I completely agree. Uh, I'm so happy to, <laughs> so happy to see uh, a lot more work going in by the the boys. Uh, where is, from Mr. Law, where is Ehlers? He's not playing well and he needs to play better. This guy respectfully sucks right now. I honestly, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think that he is just like, Tonight he wasn't that noticeable. There were some definitely some some moments he had that weren't great. The turnover, I believe, it was in the third period um, when the Jets are trying to shut it down. That was an awful turnover. You can't take that. Uh, and I completely get why um, you know Bones would have potentially benched him after that. I can't remember if he did or not. Uh, I think he did, but regardless, um, you know, I I think that he's just had his ice time cut down, and he can't really prove to everyone that he is. Uh, a special player and great, you know, a fantastic player. If he isn't getting the ice time, I mean, tonight he only played what, like, let me look here, 10 minutes and 45 seconds, but alas, Jets win. So I, I'm not, I'm not complaining about his ice time. I just think that, um, I, I think that there is some sort of weird, uh, feeling around Ehlers that he's cause for why the Jets season kind of went off track just because when he came back from injury uh, I just think that just coincides with when people when the rest of the team stopped uh, you know kind of following the bone system uh, and falling back into old ways but alas that's uh, I digress that's a whole other thing for another day I do appreciate your comment though I'm happy to to discuss all of this and you are entitled to your opinion of course um, but yeah second period starts a good little uh, you know, good little back and forth. The first line gets some good, uh, some good zone time. Same thing with the, uh, the, the Lowry line was kind of tasked with shutting down the McDavid line tonight. And I, I honestly felt like they did pretty well. Uh, I'm going to go look in, at, at money puck just to see the, uh, expected goals, uh, on both sides, but they did really well to shut down McDavid. Of course, Leon Dreisaitl was on his own line for most of the night and, uh, he was, he was a killer, but uh, regardless, I just want—I just—I just feel like we got to give a little shout out to that third line. I think they did really well at uh, shutting down McDavid for most of it. Um, although now that I look, it looks like there were multiple lines that McDavid had was on uh, and with Drysaddle. But regardless, uh, it is what it is. You can only shut him down so so much. And again, they still scored five goals, so you know they're still really good. Anyways, uh, you know, but anytime that your third line can take on another team's first line and and do good, uh, or you know, be adequate, be pretty even with them, chances wise, that's great. Uh, happy to see that. Uh, let's see, Menelainen ends up drawing a uh, a a penalty on Hyman, but then the Oilers score shorthanded. Um, this was a really weird one, and I was trying to figure out where to. Not necessarily put the blame, but just to see, you know, what maybe could have changed to, uh, you know, if if Rick Bonus and and the guys are in the video room, who can they pinpoint? You know, maybe should have made a, a different decision. Um, 40, uh, 44, So Josh Morrissey, there's a weird loose puck in front of him, at, you know, in the zone. He ends up not going for this, and I actually initially was like, you you got to go for that. I thought you, I definitely thought that he could have gotten to that puck. Um, but what he did was probably the right move. I, I definitely would say that it was definitely the right move considering, uh, you know, it ended up being a two on one against him. Uh, Mark Shifley ends up back checking. He isn't really able to get on to, um, onto, I think it was Nugent Hopkins who was coming up the ice. Uh, he ends up passing it over to Matthias Janmark. He, you know, shoots a backdoor puck, uh, in, in behind Hellebuck. Not much hell he can do on that one. Uh, but what I think think I would you know if I if I could go back and change how this happened I think Josh Morrissey needs to take the pass option there and leave the shot 
um, for either one, Shifley to put more pressure onto that player, but also have a little bit of faith in your goalie. You got one of the best goalies in the league. Uh, but anyways, I digress. It's not the biggest thing, but again, shorthanded goals do sting a little bit more, and now it is tied up. And then, you know, you know, PP keeps going on. There was a lot of movement here. There, one thing I will really say, there was one specific shot that made me go, okay, we this is exactly what we need to get more of from the Jets. Um, I think the play ends up going down low where, you know, on, on the right side where, you know, Kyle Connor is, uh, he ends up passing it back up after all of the Oilers players get drawn down low as it looks like it's about to be, you know, a, a pass in front to the slot to Nino or across to Wheeler. Um, but he ends up going back up top to uh, to Josh Morrissey. And in a panic, everyone goes, oh, we got to get in front of Josh Morrissey's shot. Uh, pass goes across to Mark Shifley. He takes a one-timer. Doesn't go in, but this is exactly what the Jets need to do more of. If you keep getting uh, opportunities like this, if you keep getting the the defenders on the PK scrambled and running around, that's how you create your chaos. That's how you get goals. So it was at least good to see that the the power play had a bit of a different um, look to it. Again, I really, really like Nino Niederreiter in the middle there, giving options to other players. Um, again, making he, he's there, there was so many times where he, uh, you know, kept the puck in the zone, um, winning puck battles. I, again, I just I can't stop singing his praises. He's been fantastic. Anyways, power play ends. No goal. Uh, Oilers come back down. Drysaddle picks off a bad uh, pass from uh, from Shifley. It was a bit of a like a, a uh, an outlet, not an outlet pass, a breakout pass. But it ends up being a pretty bad one, considering it's behind Nino Niederreiter. Maybe he shouldn't have been that high up. But re regardless, ooh, excuse me. Uh, regardless, he just walks in and uh, roofs it backhand. And good God, you do you can't you can't give Drysaddle any room in the net. Like this guy finds the tiniest little squeak. This goal was beautiful, fantastic. The tiniest little thing. But oh my God, look at the the goal from last game where he like literally had the out the imprint of a puck. Uh, of room in the net, and he, you know, roofs it, scores. Uh, fantastic. And then, anyways, Jets are down 3-2, and then, baby, Adam Lowry. Oh, oh, my God. Throw the monkey off your back. 35 games since he scored a goal. Oh, I he looked so happy. The celebration was huge. The entire team... Just looks so happy for the guy. Uh, it's been a long time coming. He's deserved it for a while now. Uh, a, a great, a great goal. Uh, Brendan Dillon ends up breaking the puck in, gets a nice little zone, little zony, little zone entry, and uh, does a little nice little handoff to Morgan Barron. Morgan Barron rips the shot, and you know it. Adam Lowry tips the puck in. Play Darude Sandstorm. He's back, baby. Fantastic. So happy for him. And then. Again, we're we're not we're like halfway through the second, and we're at it's four it's it's three three after the Lowry goal. Now Kyle Capobianco comes streaking down the right side. Who am I to say that this guy's in an offensive dynamo? Walks in, rips it short side over uh, Jack Campbell's shoulder. He probably should have had that one if we're being honest here. But uh, you know Jack Campbell isn't the greatest goalie. But LOL, suck it, Oilers fans. You got him for five years. That's really funny. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so hey great great uh great goal fantastic to see was that his uh what was that no sorry it wasn't capo bianco's first goal it might have been no i don't think it was uh but vlad nemestikov gets an assist on this so vladdy 
gets his first point as a Winnipeg Jet. Really happy to see it. And then at this point, the momentum's flowing. The vibes are up. The CLC is rocking. Everyone's having fun. Uh, a bunch of shots come in on net. Uh, Jack Hamill makes a couple of nice saves on Neil Pionk. I think Gustafson had one. And uh, Fialbi as well, too. And then the Jets take a, uh, a too-many-men call. Again, you got to stay away from those penalties. I'm not sure who is to blame here. We didn't really see it on the broadcast. I, I remember as... It was going to commercial being like, that looks like too many men. Is that what they called it for? Uh, alas, that is what it is. Uh, and then again, you got, you got to stop giving the Oilers power plays. You got to, you have to, uh, you know, <laughs> they win the draw. It goes back to the D Bouchard makes a nice pass to uh, McDavid. Who's down low. He passes it across to uh, uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Who's just standing there in that front. Dylan DeMello tries to get under a stick. Unfortunately, he's unable to Leon Dreisaitl puts it back home. And that's a Hattie for number 29 on the Oilers. Just insane. This guy is phenomenal. Uh, 40, 40th and 41st goals of the season. Uh, I could, if I, if I'm not correct, if I'm not incorrect. And then I guess the 39th earlier on, but, uh, but Hey, four, four jets strike back Morgan Barron. Uh, this play, this play again, we got to give credit where it's due. Uh, this play is completely created by Josh Morrissey. Um, there's a weird like neutral zone play where the puck is coming up the ice and Josh Morrissey decides to pinch, which very aggressive, uh, you know, high risk, high reward, but Hey, it works out in the jets favor. Uh, he ends up poking the puck up the boards. Morgan Barron hops on after a change drives the puck in, Puts it five hole on uh, on Jack Campbell and just another guy who uh, <laughs> big Selly real happy to score. Uh, he's deserved one. He's been one of the few players while during this jet skid who has really actually worked his ass off. Uh, I'm really happy for Morgan Barron. He deserves this goal and uh, it, I'm just happy to have him on my team. He's he's been such a fun player. He's one of my favorites in the bottom six. Uh, very happy to have him on our uh, on our goal, and then almost or on our team, and then almost right away after he almost gets another goal when uh, Vlad Nemestikov makes a nice little uh, pass in zone or pass to the front of the net. He gets a little one timer. Unfortunately, Jack Campbell ends up making the save, but alas, we continue on, and then we get uh, <laughs> a very interesting, uh, a nice little little fight. Uh, this all kind of starts from uh, Saku Manalining fit. Nah. Saku Manalainen and finishing a big check on uh on McDavid a very clean check noted um so that's that's a big big thing I gotta gotta emphasize that this was a completely clean check uh great to see it you know making sure that the emotions are high uh let McDavid know he's got to keep his head up bud and uh Darnell Nurse just immediately strips the strips the gloves goes after Saku Manalainen and apparently there were there was some bad blood from last game um, but Mandelainen doesn't, it was like, no, I, I don't want to fight you. I just clean hit the guy. Uh, but at this point, nurse has no gloves on Adam Lowry steps in and we get a heavy weight tilt. Some rights, lefts thrown back and forth. Uh, I don't really know who won the fight, but, uh, Darnell nurse is the one who hits the ice first. So, uh, let's just chalk that up into a Lowry, uh, as a Lowry win. And actually, you know what? Oh my God. Did, did Adam Lowry have any assists tonight? Did he have a, a Gordie Howe hat trick? Da, 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 da. No, he didn't. Damn, that would have been that would have been a phenomenal. That would have been so cool. But, uh, anyways, I'm sure he'll get one very, very soon. Um, <laughs> and then what happens is, 
Darnell Nurse gets called for unsportsman. Like, I, I don't know why they didn't call it instigator. Maybe because there's an extra. I, I think there might be a, an extra 10 minute, like, um, misconduct that's attached to that. Uh, if so, call the rule. There's a reason why they added the 10 minute to that. Um, I thought that this was a, a great call. Because, uh, like, you can't just, when someone makes a clean hit, decide, I'm going to fight you. Like, you can't just do that. You know, Jay Woodcroft would obviously argue, uh, as, you know, he did in between the uh, the intermissions, that apparently he was trying to argue that Adam Lowry should have got the instigator. Um, because Nurse wasn't really wanting to fight him, but rather he wanted to fight Menelainen. Who's to say? Whatever. Uh, I think the guy who initially strips his gloves uh, and goes after someone should be the one who gets the instigator. But, alas, I digress. Uh, but... Jets go onto the power play here, and uh, boy, oh boy, give him the captaincy. Josh Norrissey comes in. He has a couple, you know, on the power play. He's got multiple shots from the, uh, you know, from the top of the zone. Uh, the second one ends up going in, uh, <laughs> and then we get just a such a nice and fun, wholesome moment. Mark Shifley tackles him onto the ground. These guys are loving it. They're having fun. It is now six four. Going into the third period. So the second period, absolutely crazy. Seven goals uh, in total. A huge back and forth period. The Jets come back out on top, uh, you know, two goals up. And then this is where it's the most important. They have to come out now and shut this down. Shut it down. You need to win this game. Do you, like, I cannot even understand. I can't even think about where I would be personally, where this would be where this team would be uh if they lost this game i genuinely think that they would have been so dejected this could have completely completely ruined the season uh in my opinion but again they finished the second period down uh or with uh 33 shots 21 against they're looking real good they're out shooting their opponents they're up two goals let's go um oh, i'm trying to look here uh there's just a couple plays from the the first line. Uh, a couple really nice ones. Uh, Nino almost got his first goal. Then we get the absolutely insane. Um, Connor McDavid tries making a pass over to, uh, to uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh It goes off, I think, Brendan Dillon's stick and goes into the air. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl bats this thing out of the air. Uh, it goes over to Zach Hyman. He gloves it down, puts a shot on, and, and Connor Hellebuck, Connor Hellebuck comes up huge. I'm going to say this a couple times in this period. Connor Hellebuck comes up huge. Um, unfortunately, though, one where he couldn't come up big. Uh, <laughs> off of a draw, Bukestad, a new addition to the Oilers roster, wins the puck back. The D-man shoots it. It's this weird, like, pinball. Puck goes left, puck goes right. Uh, it goes out in front to, I think it was Devin Shore, who makes a nice little pass back to Bukestad, and he is not going to miss that. He pretty much walks the puck into the net. Uh, again, that's just not one where, <laughs> like... you. Like what is Hellebuck supposed to do? He's he's already playing the 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 rebound to the right side. He can't be uh, you know responsible for both of these guys. Uh, and it's six five. And boy oh boy, it's getting scary in here. Again, this is a must win game. Oh my god, the Jets have won what like one game in their last eight? I want to say. 
uh, come obviously before before this game. So uh, <laughs> putting a bow on this thing was really, really important. Very important. Um, wow, just... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, anyways, uh, and then we keep going on, and, and Morgan Barron draws a pretty soft, er, not draws, takes a, a pretty soft interference penalty in front. Listen, this is one where I'm like, ah, you know, the, Jay Woodcroft did talk to the refs in between and go, you know, he should, should have been the other way around, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, they had a talk. Oh, I'm so What's going on here, guys? Sorry. Uh, he ends up having <laughs> Jay Woodcroft. Yeah, Jay Woodcroft uh, ends up having a talk with the refs. I don't know. Maybe this is one of those ones where you go, "Okay, we got to give them one." I don't know why this was called. I, it, it was kind of soft, but at the same time, by the book, it kind of is interference. He does knock Broberg down, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. I. It's very frustrating, but uh, this penalty, this penalty kill, is huge. The Jets absolutely need this again. A one-goal game, uh, and they come up with such a huge penalty kill. So good. Um, so happy. They get through that. No goals against. Uh, Connor Hellebuck comes up big on the PK, as he is, as he always does. He is the best penalty killer. He's the reason why the Jets have the second-best penalty kill in the league. But... Game continues on. Uh, there are a couple couple scary sights. Uh, Kyle Capobianco makes makes a pretty bad uh, pizza giveaway uh, in our own zone. Luckily, the Oilers are not able to capitalize on it. Then it leads into the Nick Ehlers turnover at our own blue line on a, a simple, uh, you know, zone exit, uh, which leads to more time in the uh, in the Jets zone. The Jets get kind of, uh, you know, uh, a little bit. They they kind of went into a turtle for this third period. I don't blame them. Um, but they get completely outshot. I can't remember what it was. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they, they definitely got outshot at one point. It was like 13 to five. I would imagine it probably got up to, I don't know, 15, 16, 17, 18 shots in that period. I, I have no idea. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I could pull it up, but again, we're just going to continue on. Uh, the bit, the main point is Connor Hellebuck comes up huge in one shift. He absolutely robs Connor McDavid. He absolutely robs. Uh, 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 what's the name again? Leon Drysaddle, who's looking for his fourth of the night, um, and the Jets are surviving so far. Uh, again, big saves, huge save on Zach Hyman uh, on, on a two-on-one. He gets a nice pass over from uh, from Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but again, Hellebuck is huge. And then we get to the final couple minutes. the The goalie is pulled, and Vlad Nemestikov. New guy to the team, shows his worth, shows what he can do. We can see why Bones wanted him on the team. Huge block, uh, you know, takes one for the team. Then, uh, you know, again, the last few minutes, we've got uh, Sacramento line on the ice. We've got Blake Wheeler. We've got uh, David Gustafson, uh, Pionk, and Morrissey, and things are going crazy. But the Jets get a lot of sticks on it, are unable. They don't give any lanes to the Oilers. And then, uh, you know, again, Sacramento line has a big block. And then Dylan DeMello grabs the puck, throws it off the boards. And, oh, hey, that's looking good. That's looking real good. The puck goes into the net. Ladies and gentlemen, your Winnipeg Jets win 7-4. to four. Again, not at all a perfect game. If you get scored on five times, that's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> like that's got to be something you fix. But again, you're playing against two of the best offensive players. 
uh, in in so long. So uh, I I don't completely blame them. Uh, I don't think that there were you know a ton of really big huge mistakes. I think that this was a great game for the Jets to slowly start returning to form. Uh, again, going back to those keys for success, less penalties, check. Uh, shoot the puck, we outshot them, check. Uh, tighten up, absolutely, for sure, check. And a 60-minute performance, the Jets come out on top, 7-4. to four. Again, my honorable mentions for the game. Uh, Nemesnikov, welcome to the team, bud. Happy to have you. You definitely make the team better, that's for sure. Uh, Nino, you, you've been fantastic. I'm just so glad to see someone working their ass off on their top line uh he's the perfect third guy on a skilled line really happy to have him uh morrissey two goals in this game he's looking great uh when he's on the team is on and of course the man in in behind he got pulled yesterday in a mercy pull connor hellebuck stands tall keeps the game within uh keeps the game you know for the jets and they end up winning seven to five did i say seven four before oopsie sowie um but yeah great game and uh and again we this is the team this is the jets team going forward so uh my main thing uh, i want to end off the show on is you know this there is reason to have some optimism some some uh, the Jets definitely aren't as bad as they were over the past few weeks. That's one thing that's for sure. They certainly are, you know, they've shown they aren't as good of a team as they were in December, but uh, the truth is somewhere in the middle there. Um, and they have virtually the same team with some upgrades as they did when they were, you know, one of the best teams in the league. So Chevy has put his confidence in this team. Hopefully it's not, uh, you know, hopefully it's not for nothing. Um, again, when this team is healthy, we'll see what they really can do. I would imagine the lines look something along the lines of, you know, keeping, I would imagine they keep, uh, I don't know. Do they keep Connor with Shifley? Who's, who's to say probably something along the lines of Connor Shifley Wheeler, uh, uh Ehlers, uh, Dubois, Perfetti, um, Morgan Barron. No, actually, no, because there, there's no way that they put Wheeler on the third line if Nemesnikov's there, and I, there's no way they put Wheeler on the fourth line. I don't know. I'm not the coach. That's for him to figure out. But the point is, uh, the Jets still have, what, like a month or so of the season, a month and a week, I think. I think the season ends like mid-April, I want to say. Uh, I could be wrong. I'll have to look into that. My apologies for not having that in front of me. Uh, da, da, da. It is April 13th is their last game. Um, so the Jets have... A month. Uh, this is their team. They're going to get some guys back from injury, which will be very helpful. But other than that, this is the team. It is now on them. There's nothing else Chevy can do to help them. Uh, they've got to figure this out. Uh, tonight was a step in the right direction. They're scoring. They're shooting the puck. There's a lot more urgency on the team. They're tightening up. Um, but hey, the 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 central is is for the taking right now. Obviously, what's their name? Uh, uh, Dallas ended up playing Colorado tonight, so no matter what, you, you're going to get two points in that game. Uh, luckily, it didn't go to any sort of extra time. So as we sit right now, the Western Conference, or at least the Central, we've got the Stars, uh, 63 games played and 81 points. They're, you know, they're still, <laughs> they're starting to, I wouldn't say run away with it, but they're definitely uh, further ahead than they once were. 
The Wild have 62 games played, 76 points. The Jets are two points behind, uh, but the Wild do have a game in hand. And then the Avalanche are sitting with 60 games played, so three less than the Jets, and they have only one less point. My point in saying this, you know, the, the, the Stars being at 81 points is not far away. The Jets, if they if they can return to form, the Central is for the taking. If not, you know, the, the wild card is not too far out. The Flames are only, uh, have 67 points right now. So they're only, what, like seven points behind the Jets right now? Jets could miss playoffs. Uh, this month, next month is the most important month of the year for them, other than, of course, you know, May, June, if we even get to those points. Uh, but it's up to them. It's up to them to figure out how they want to play. It's up to the coach to make sure to put them uh, on the right track for success. Tonight was a great step in that direction. We still got some things to work out. Still got to work out some uh, some kinks in the system. Make sure you're not relying on Connor Hellebuck that much. Uh, again, five goals is too much to allow. But alas, the Jets come out with a much-needed win, and I am happy. Oh my god, am I ever happy. I was so, so, so much dreading coming out of this show if the Jets lost. I didn't know what I was going to say. I really didn't. Um, <laughs> but alas, I, you know, if ifs and buts are candy and nuts, you know, yeah, whatever. However that saying finishes. But anyways, I think, honestly, that's where I'm going to end it here. Just a, uh, again, a, a great game, a lot of fun, back and forth. I'm going to be at the next game, uh, which is on, uh, I think, is it Tuesday? No, Monday. Monday against the Sharks. I'll be in the CLC. If you see me, say hi. Um, but other than that, you guys will be here with Liss. And, uh, oh, and a, and a great guest. She'll be joined by uh, Rachel Dory here on the uh, on the Game Overcast. Please, if you're here, please do like the stream. It really helps us with the algorithm. Um this is this was a fun show. I'm I'm so happy to talk about a win. Oh my god! Um, but like I said, I'll be back with you guys. Uh, when is it? On the eighth? The yeah, the eighth. I'll be back uh, on the mic. Uh, Liz is only popping in for one game. She's unfortunately got a busy busy schedule right now. But have yourselves a uh, a wonderful evening. Uh, enjoy the remainder of your Saturday. I gotta head out and play some beer league at like eleven thirty at night. So that's gonna be. A real late one for me, but uh, but last, like I said, have fun, uh, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you all for tuning in. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.